That's the podcast coach for July 8th, 2023. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there, the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Always good to be back on a Saturday morning. It feels I got up early. I got to walk in. I'm feeling fresh. Yeah. Made some eggs and we're we're good to go. And hey, but you know what goes good with eggs, don't you? Yeah, a little bit of coffee, a little, maybe. A little bit of coffee. There we go. And that's really interesting because when I was here a minute ago, Jim, all my slides were here and now they're oh, not. Oh yeah. I you left. Out. Yeah. That uh that coffee pour is brought to you by Mark over at Podcast Branding. Dot co if you need artwork, if you need a whole website, if you need a handout, if you need anything to look good, Mark is your man. He's been a podcaster for 10 years, and he's been an award-winning graphic artist longer than that. And if you're watching the video, you see some of the artwork he's done for me, and now there's more from other clients. And he's going to take that really personalized approach to make sure that whatever he designs for you matches whatever it is you're trying to convey. So the beauty of it is you don't have to explain what the heck a podcast is. You're going to get something that totally matches and just looks phenomenal. I was doing some things this weekend where I kept uploading my logo and I was like, this is amazing. So check him out, podcastbranding.co. Big thanks to our good friend, Dan LaFeb over there, Based on a True Story Podcast at basedonatruestorypodcast.com. And if you're looking for, uh, if you want to know, hey, how much of that movie is actually based on a true story? Dan will tell you some great episodes going on over there. And he's just a super awesome dude. Thanks, uh, Dan. Thanks for your sponsorship. Check it out. Based on a true story podcast.com. Jim, do you remember the 80s? Uh, barely. Yeah. <laughs> remember there was like, I don't know. There'd be like a band called Cinderella and they had a song, they had a couple hits. Don't know what you got and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, they came out with another band called girl school that looked and sounded a lot like Cinderella. And you kind of went to them and you went, yeah, I kind of liked it the first time when it was called, you know, and poison and rat, just the same kind of this. Yeah. (laughs) A little more makeup on the poison side. Same, same people, maybe different drummer. I don't know. So I loaded up threads from yeah. our good friends at Meta yeah. and uh, went, oh, it's, it's Twitter. Look, they, they remade Twitter. Only th- this one, uh, this, okay, they made Twitter and it, they gave it a new name. And here's the fun thing. I hope you like threads because if you install it, according to Jen Briney from Congressional Dish, reading it from my my threads thing, I literally spent like four minutes on this and went, wait so you just just you just gave me more work meta thank you i now if i want to you know but she said if mastodon was the same thing right (laughs) i mean when twitter did its thing everybody went to we're gonna do mastodon okay it's just another how a discord it's just another thing yeah yeah i don't and so uh, I was how like, many in the chat room have jumped on? J- throw it in, in the chat if you've jumped on threads. Keep going. Dave, but no, Jen says, I hope you like it because if you deactivate threads, 
you also deactivate Instagram, and that could be a a, a problem. That could be so, a problem. So a real big problem for some people who are who are big on Instagram for sure. But I I mean I literally look at it and I go it's it's Twitter, it's literally <laughs> it's just Twitter, and I'm like why why would I want another app? Like you just gave me more work, and I know their answer is yeah, but so many people are leaving Twitter, and I'm like are they really? Like I know there are some people that are like. I'm out of here. Elon is the antichrist and blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, I just, I just, the minute I opened it, I was like, my initial reaction was, oh, thanks. You just gave me more work. This here's one more place that I've got to go. And I was just like, that's, ugh. so I was not a, just for the fact that if you're going to give me a product, make it better than the old one. And their answer was, no, we're just going to, and from what I understand now, this is, I don't know if it's gossip or what, but the people that help create threads are ex Twitter employees. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it makes sense. Like a lot of them left when Elon came in and, uh, if you're Zuckerberg, you go, Hey, come on, come on over here. Yeah. We've got a little project you can work on. I think it took them a little longer to get it out than they, than they wanted to. I yeah. think they were trying to get that. A lot faster. It's 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 hard to scale one of those things. Making it's one thing. Getting it to scale globally is another. So I think it took them just a little bit longer than they were hoping. It's another. Like I said, it's another thing to watch. I, 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 you know, yeah. We'll see. That was does me. It, does it become something, or does it, does it? It would be hard for it to become something unless it offered something more. And listen, I know folks have been leaving Twitter, but plenty of people have been staying. So. Uh, you know, well, and I know Twitter did the thing where you can only see X amount of tweets a day, um, which was weird. And if it's free and it, it was like something like 600, you can only see 600 tweets a day unless you get your little blue check mark. And what a dumpster fire. What a yeah. dumpster fire. And I was just yeah. like, okay. Yeah. So, Gosh. Yeah. Um, but uh, Tim says, uh, Poison Rat, Quiet Riot, all the same <laughs> band, just different members. Actually, the lead guitarist of Quiet Riot is now in Rat. So uh, <laughs> that's actually true. Because um, Tim says, uh, Tim also says, I'm on threads. So, okay. and I, when I just pulled it up, I was like, oh, it's, it's Twitter. So, um, yeah. So it's, you know, will it be the next, uh, what was the one thing? Clubhouse, you know? Is yeah, it, Blab. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's like yeah. it's another social thing. And well, I'm like, I'm, what's, I'm, how is it even different from Instagram? I mean, Instagram is supposed to be more photos, but I just saw a bunch of photos on threads. Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah, I think yeah. it's just them going, I don't know. It's, it's like you said, is it going to be the same thing as Mastodon? Like, here's an alternative right. to Twitter if you hate it, but... The nice thing about Twitter, for a while at least, everybody was on it, you know. So, yay decentralization! I, I love it in podcasting. I hate it in social media. True. That's true. <laughs> that's that's very true. That's very true. Well, here is a an interesting question that we don't. I, I was like, well, it's different, and I'll be interested to see. Uh, this was from I think Reddit. Uh, oh, and and we should probably mention. Uh, if you're wondering, I'm using the new PodMic uh, USB, but I'm not using USB. We'll talk about that when we get done with this. But in case anybody's like, oh, wait, that's not the SM7B. We'll, we'll talk it about it. It does sound a little different. Does it? It, I think it's a little crisper. You got a little bit better. A little you have more some bottom. 
um, we have a little more bottom end without it being too bassy, and yeah. it's just it's a little clearer. Yeah, when I when I put it on, I wasn't like, all right, I don't, I don't hate it. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this person asked, do you guys enjoy any podcasts that you can tell are somewhat amateur? And I'm I'm just curious because I'm launching my first audio drama soon, and I'm fully aware it isn't the best script or the best quality all around, but I put a lot of work into it. Boy, they know how to sell it, don't they? It's not very good, <laughs> but um, I get it, though. I'm pretty nervous because although I've gotten some good feedback, that's good, thumbs up. I've also gotten quite a bit of flack with my pilot episode. That's not good, which isn't stopping me considering this is my first time launching a podcast. Mm, okay. I've heard some podcasts that are so well done and sound as professional as can be with sound effects and music and a script. I've also heard some where it's almost a chore to listen to. So I was wondering if there are any podcasts that you like that may have bad, uh, bad sound quality and or just a not so great story. I'm generally curious if the average listener wants that really professional sound podcast. Well, he's, he's kind of talking about two things here. One is sound quality and one is, you know, content. So I, I've heard Jim Harold, who is like the king of paranormal podcasts has said that, and he, I mean, this is a guy, he does it full time. He's kind of like Dan, right? And he's just doing it full time. He, he's bought some decent gear. He does uh, live streams. He has like, like four or five different podcasts. He's got books. He's got multiple streams of income. And he said it was one of the weirdest comments he's ever got was somebody said, I like your show, but you sound too professional. And it wasn't. <laughs> and, and he's not doing a, hey, everybody, what's going on? Traffic and weather. All he's not doing that. It was just, wow, this sounds really good. And I was like, so does it have to sound crappy to be? legit. And I was like, I've done. So when I saw this question, I'm like, I wonder if, if that's what that person is, is talking about. What do you consider amateur? I mean, we're amateurs, right? Kind of. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, so beauty is such in the eye of the beholder on this one. And as far as what you're looking for, I was just listening to a podcast this last week, which I really like. It's one of my favorite podcasts, two guys chatting about stuff. And not this one, or I'm not that conceited. <laughs> so anyways, but it's another podcast. And this week they changed, one of the hosts dropped out and one of their business partners came in and it was a different vibe. And the 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 two of them, the regular hosts together have a really good vibe. And they're, I love their jokes and, and they, you know, they're just, but when this, this new guest or when this new guest host came in, the other, the, the guy who was regularly on it tried to act like or tried to get the guest host to be like the regular host, if, mm. if you know where I'm going with this. So, was, try, was explaining all the inside jokes and was like trying to do some of the same humor that they do, but it's a different person. Yeah. And I, I just, I kind of wanted to say, just stop, stop for a second. That's not going to work. That dynamic's not going to work between the two of you. You've got to treat that new person like they're their own person. Don't force them into the mold of the podcast. And so I think uh, sometimes along those lines too, we we need to adapt to every single situation we're in. And it's easy if we're doing if we're doing new guests all the time, you automatically do that. But Dave, 
it's different. I notice you're a little bit different when, you know, like when we had Dan on a couple of weeks ago, you're, you get used to me. Right. Mm. And then somebody else comes in and you're, you're like, okay, how does this, it, you got to figure out the rhythm and how does this work and yeah. kind of things. So I don't know if that answers your question, but it was just, that's what came to mind when, when I heard you read that question. Well, the other one was where he said, I've gotten some feedback and you know, which was good, but people are giving me a lot of flack about my pilot episode. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're getting, unless they're trying to make your show something that it's not, I, uh, I, I've been working on moving the school of podcasting to a new platform. And one of the things when I was working with this business coach, they said, have you ever done a video sales letter? And I'm like, no, but you know, and they're like, they, they work. You should try one. So I, um, Went to chat GPT because I know the formula, right? It's here's a problem, agitate it. Here's the solution, bonus, blah, blah, blah. So I asked chat GPT, what are the components of a, a good video sales letter? And it basically said that. So I was like, great. I said, here are the five features of the school of podcasting. Take these features and write a script for that. Now, what's funny about this, the actual script, I used maybe 18 words of it, if that. But a lot of it was like, oh, I see where they're going. I'd never say that. And I thought, okay, it's not bad. I throw it out to my newsletter and said, hey, uh, talk about this like I'm not in the room. You know, I'm like, here, I put it on uh, Loom and you can leave a comment right there at the time when you see it. And I got such great feedback that like one of them I have, because there's, there's a fair amount in the middle that's uh, testimonials. But the first one was from David Hooper. And it was pretty long. And the rest were like, I think David's was like almost 40 seconds. And the others were like 20, here's 20. And like four or five people said, I would mix those up. Like, that's not a bad testimonial, but you kind of like hit the testimonial. And it's just, it's a lot of Dave. Like, let's, let's put Dave later. And then I did, but I also cut out, I only had my testimonials talk about the benefits, not really like their background. Because really, that's a testimony is like, here's how I benefited. Um, and then things like, for whatever reason, I decided to get a big voice deep man from Eleven Labs. So I got a robo announcer that said, introducing the school of butt, you know, everybody's like, I don't know what that is, but why aren't you saying that? And so to make a long story, I had like, probably, let's say we just for easy math, let's say we had 10 really good points and we had one that I got their point but it, they were trying to pull the the sales letter in a different direction. Cause I start off kind of like, does this sound normal to you where you're frustrated and you don't want gear to buy? And again, I'm identifying the problem and they're like, why not start off with something happy? And I'm like, I get that point. But if you watch every uh, infomercial, it's like, is this you? And they, you know, feeding your kids crap for dinner. They're going to die soon because you feed that, you know, it's like, but look now it's happy Mac, you know, whatever it is. Uh, so I was like, no, it's, I'm I'm going with the infomercial thing. So feedback is is huge, and one that I didn't even think about, but I ha I must have had Dan in mind is you'd have this testimonial, picture of the person, picture of their artwork, whatever, and then when they said like, I'm I'm just going to use the phrase when they got to the money shot, right? <laughs> You're like when they say, and that's where Dave had the answer, whatever it was. I would turn off the image. I'd go to a black screen and just white text. So very much based on a true story, right? And somebody said, why, do you, why don't you make those your brand colors? And I was like, hmm, let's try that. Oh, that's so much better. 
you know, so feedback is just, uh, I don't know. I, I get why people don't want them. I also totally get, and I, did I say this last week? I totally get when you just want to like, I just want to get it out there because at this point I've probably spent about 15 hours on this thing because I've tried it with jumpy text and they went, yeah, the jumpy text is a little like, I don't know, 2003. Uh, and then I went to text with blocks around it and they go, what's with the blocks? And I was like, okay, how about images? Images work. Okay, good. So it's always fun to, uh, to get feedback. So if you're getting bad feedback on your pilot episode, unless somebody's trying to take your show in a completely different direction, you know, it's hard not to get defensive, but some of it, I was like, Hmm, I really, let's try that. And I would try it like, Oh, that is better. So, um, yeah. yeah, you really need you really need to when you get that negative. We talk about this all the time, but when you get that negative feedback, listen, this is physician heal thyself, right? Mm-hmm. When when you get that, take a second and and <laughs> immediately you respond to it negatively. Like you're like, oh, yeah. oh I'm gonna don't do that, right? How dare you set it <laughs> set it aside, put it in the back, like and and ask yourself this question: like, is there any evidence of truth <laughs> to this? Chances are there probably are, right? And and for a second, you got to, I think you got to really work to disconnect yourself from the criticism or from the feedback. And, and, and think about it. Just set it aside. Think about it. Wait till those emotions have died down before you respond or before you do anything. Just see if it is. I think we always respond way too fast to negative feedback. And, and, and I'm the king of, I'm the king of this. So I, I'm telling myself more than anybody, but... I think it's really, really important when we get that in to just give it a second, let it sit. I used to wake up in the morning, check my community at work and very first thing, right? Just check that. And then I would start responding back And it. You know, this is like six in the morning mm. at nine. I would look at my responses and I'd almost delete them all because I was like, okay. And it was really bad if I'd send it via email because you can't get those back. Yeah. So I've kind of learned to stop, like check it. Think about it, go take a shower, have some breakfast, get ready. Then when it, by the time I get into the office or to my computer at eight or eight or nine, whatever, when I'm starting to answer those, I have a, I have a lot of, a lot more clarity around that. So I think I would encourage folks, if this, if you're asking for some coaching on this, give it some, when you get that, give it a couple hours at least before you say or do anything with it. Yeah. I, I have learned, I'm not perfect at it but I actually will feel the muscles in yeah. like the yeah. top of my neck, like the hair stands up on the back of my neck. And when I'm kind of like, Oh, you, you wait, you know, I'm like, wait, don't, don't send email now. I, I got, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I got kicked out of, of a band once because the guy had sent out this email to a, a ton of people and put everybody in the blind carbon copy field or not blind carbon, in the carbon copy field. So everybody saw everybody's email address. And I was like, Dude, I'm like, I just had, I lost an email once because somebody did that because I just, everybody promoted their Etsy store the minute they got everybody's email. I was like, thanks. I wanted more spam. And uh, Nilo is asking if he can ask a question. He's in Sweden. Uh, You can either A, put it in the chat room, or if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash question, we're using uh, StreamYard. I'm not sure how that'll work on your phone. But if you want to on his phone, wanted to dial in, but, uh, but yeah. yeah. So if you, if you, I don't know if you can jump into StreamYard on your phone or just throw it in the chat room. We'll be happy to answer your question on the chat. And if you're listening to this later, 
If you go out to askthepodcastcoach.com, in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little microphone, and you can leave a message. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, you're like, oh, I always forget to listen live. You can always leave that there, and we will play it in the show and answer it uh, that way. So if you if StreamYard offered a dial-in number oh, for this, that would be would cool. You, would you, if, you, if you had to pay for it, would you pay 20 bucks a month to... Yeah, twenty dollars more. Mm, yeah, yeah, not twenty. I'd pay five, maybe ten, just yeah. so I can go. Is the caller there? Just, <laughs> just so I can lift my inner Phil Donahue. Um, <laughs> I mean, you remember this? I mean, I had, I had a caller west of the Rockies, yeah. west of the Rockies. You're on. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, who is that? That's uh, Larry King. No, no, no. That was uh, Art Bell. Oh yeah. Larry. Yeah, Art Bell would always do. Yeah. Wasn't it West of the Rockies? Or yeah, I think it was. Or yeah, East. Anyways, anyways. but I used um, oh, I forget the name of the service. Was a thing that tied into the phone, and then I had to buy a second mixer. And I had dual mix minuses going. It was, oh, yeah. and then we had maybe four people call. That was yeah. We had the phone number. It was like, uh, and that's when we learned that oh. Our audience just likes to ask questions via chat. And we went, okay, I guess we'll do Absolutely. what the audience wants. So, yeah. yeah. Um, this one I thought was odd. Um, I just sounded like somebody was getting taken advantage of. So when you're really passionate about something, you you are operating on about, you know, 95% emotion. And you can, you got to be careful when you're in that state. And so this is where I saw this. And I was like, I think that's what's happening. Because the, the question was, should I be getting paid for hosting? And I thought, I th- first thought they were media hosts. And they're like, no, they mean actually hosting the show. Recently, I was hired by two co-founders of an online community to host their new podcast. They said initially the position would be unpaid for at least two months, which is the probation period where they would judge how good of a host I am as I don't have any prior experience after which we can settle on a monthly fee. Hmm. This is interesting because I can see where a couple different ways this could go. I'm basically in charge of doing 80% of the work, guest scouting, researching the guests, coming up with interview questions, all the communications to the guests, recording the podcast in a studio. Only the podcast edit would be done by the founders. In these past two months, I've done considerable amount of work, but haven't actually recorded any episodes yet. That's interesting. I've secured two guests and created interview questions for them. Due to their schedules, it's hard to find any time for recording. Welcome to podcasting. Uh, I'm not sure how I should be getting compensated for the work I'm putting in since I'm new to podcasting. Usually the owners of the podcast are also the hosts. So if the podcast is ever monetized, all the money goes to them and not to me. Should I be settling for a monthly fee now, which seems fair for all the work I put in or draft a contract that shares a percentage of the revenues uh, that the podcast is going to generate once it's monetized, which, okay. Uh, I don't own the podcast. I'm simply hired as the host. Currently the podcast is not making any money with what it sounds to me like they haven't recorded an episode yet. So any charges are coming straight out of their pockets. When I hear this, this just sounds like one of those that's going to end badly. It could be. Let's let's go that route. But it sounded to me like, A, 
you're doing a lot of work, but it wasn't until I read this now the third time that it just dawned on me, they haven't recorded anything yet. So it just, to me, it's not making any money yet. Like, yeah, did I hear that too? Yeah. It's not making any money and all they've done is found potential guests, but they haven't recorded anything yet. So it's kind of, but to me, when I see this, I'm like, a the whole after two months, we'll see if we can agree on a fee. Mm-mm. No, it should be. Well, first of all, this two months that you're doing, I would just see, let me do an episode. I will do one episode. You can listen to it and decide if you want me as the host. I'm not working for two months for nothing. And then they go, okay, we'll pay you five bucks an episode. Well, no, I want, you know, 50. I want a hundred, whatever it is. Okay. No, you're not the host then. Mm -mm. It just, to me, I would have a clearer path up front of who does what. And the fee, I I don't know. Any thoughts on how you would have worked this, Jim? Or well, you never know, right? This yeah. is this is one of those. And <clears throat> we get this question all the time: like, is it worth it? Yeah. Or am I worth more? Well, you never know until you ask. <laughs> and mm. that that answer may be no. You know, I, I I've I remember taking a job uh, one time, and about halfway through it, I was like, should ask for more, and I did. And they said, no. So like, I could ask, doesn't mean I'm going to get it. But if I didn't ask, I definitely won't get it. So I think that's one of those situations where like, if you really want to do this, you're going to put up with whatever they give you. If you right. are, if you're okay walking away, well, put some, put some things out there that are reasonable for you. It's the art of negotiation and you just got to ask, listen, asking people around you, <laughs> I mean, you you can you can get some like should I be asking I don't know should you it doesn't hurt I mean maybe it does hurt to try in some cases but you, you know the situation better than anybody you're you'll get nothing if you don't ask right you may get fired if you do <laughs> so like how badly do you want to be there yeah Sean says I mean, uh, you know? I'd be okay with the trial period but I would want the amount in terms set before that's me I was like. The yeah. whole like, hey, if you like me, we'll figure out what we're going to pay you. And I'm like, mm. yeah. and then uh, that's what Uncle Marv is saying as well. He's like, shouldn't they have figured out? That was me. I just sounds to me like you kind of jumped in maybe again because you're like, oh, I would love to host that podcast. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. So that's yeah. a tricky one. But yeah, it's well, a it, lot of people jump in and like, oh, you never know. And like, right. well, you never said anything like you, the, you can't you can't jump into something with a bunch of potential and then get into it and not ask for more or not ask for different. I mean, if it's got potential, you, you're starting it not knowing what's there. Once you get into that, then you just have to ask. This is where it fails for a lot of people is they just, then they get afraid to ask. And I get that. They're afraid of being rejected or being fired or whatever. But if you want something different, you have to ask for it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's bring Nilo up. Okay. I'm uh, outdoors in, in very northern Sweden here. So greetings. Greetings. Beautiful. Welcome. <laughs> uh, a question about using P4 as an audio interface. Mm -hmm. uh, this might be <laughs> uh, kind of hard to crack, but um, I've recently started using the P4 and it looks like a great piece of, piece of kit for sure. But um, 
when I'm uh, connecting to my PC, it's uh, a couple of years old, Dell i7 processor or something like that. Jim knows all about that. I don't. <laughs> um, anyway, so I get a little bit of like low hum there in the recording, which I'm um, which I'm doing using Audacity. And, and then comparing that to my, well, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years old MacBook Air, also Audacity, it's dead silent, no hum whatsoever. And I've been trying to figure this one out, but uh, no luck yet. Actually, uh, I can't fix that even when I'm recording using the PC uh, since I just use a phonic afterwards and it works pretty darn good. But um, just wondering if there are any specific things I might check perhaps. Are they plugged, into, yeah, are they plugged into the exact same power source? Uh, you mean the uh, the PC and the Mac? Yeah, the PC and the Mac. Are they on the same power? Uh, I was running Mac on the internal battery, I think, and I also tried using the uh, PC through the internal battery only. Yeah, you, usually a hum is power related. You know, it, it's a cable going over another cable. Mm. The PC itself could have a bad power supply, or that's it's mm. feeding dirty power into the. Mm into the it, it's enough that it'll work but you know the audio interference that comes from an electrical circuit is pretty sensitive and mm. so if you don't you know if you don't have it just right or if you got a, a dirty power supply that could be the problem it could be a cable too so it could be a you know you you've got to start eliminating dave and i talk about this all the time is where you start doing you start changing out one thing at a time in this process to try and figure out is it a cable? Is it the unit? You might want to try to move that PC to a different plug in the house and test it that mm. way, right? See yeah. if it if it gets if 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 that if that does it. It could be the PC itself has something wrong with it. Yeah, not yeah. wrong. Not wrong enough that it wrong. Not wrong enough yeah. that it it won't work. But it's just introducing kind of dirty power into the into it. And of course. Mm. Those those audio components are sensitive enough to pick up on that on that bad power. So that that's something yeah, I might check. Sure. Dave, any any thoughts? As you no, because I was thinking about it. if he's got the exact same setup, and he. So when you look at that, you're like, look, I did the exact same thing. Then you look at okay, what's different? And you're like, one's a Mac and one's a PC. And I'm like, okay. And then like Jim said, okay, well, is is it plugged into something different? Because if if they're plugged into the same wall and the same circuit, then in theory, it's, it's not the electricity. Cause unless, mm -hmm. like you said, unless the PC just has worse uh, noise, you know, picking up noise and things like yeah. that. Um, that's where I, I move phones location to move it around yeah. and try a different, well, different style. Yeah. Well, you know, I tried, <laughs> I tried using them both without plugging them in anywhere. Mm. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so the, the I guess the it just, PC it is just a laptop. Might, you know? It just the might be that the the, <laughs> the explanation might be that that one is a Mac and the other one is a PC. <laughs> hey, easy now, yeah. easy. Like that's not that's not <laughs> spread rumor, even though it's kind of true. But yeah. are both both are laptops? Then is what you're saying? Yeah. Sure. Okay. And huh. does the laptop does the the PC laptop have a big power supply brick associated with it? Yep, on the floor. 
Yeah, and then I'm assuming you ran them. You, what you said is you ran them both off battery, right? So you unplugged them to eliminate the the power source, and the PC still had a noise when you did that. Yeah, but the noise is it's very. I I have a question. You, hard, you, hard, you hardly you hardly notice. It's really something that oh. first I didn't even notice myself, and and then I listened to the recording one more time. Uh, you know, when there's <laughs> just silence being recorded and then i noticed there is really something there it's not you know you know like a huge loud hum at all it's very faint but it's there and it's it's definitely not there on, in the mac record when you're recording the pc is the laptop on the desk that has the microphone yes sir okay it might be i've run into this cuz when i hear low hum i think vibrations and because what happens is like I'm tapping on my desk. So if you have a fan and your your uh, laptop vibrates, those vibrations might make it up into the into the arm and into the because this uh, yeah. this pod mic when you tap it, it's got a lot of you know sounds and it. It's something in the in the boom arm vibrates and it rings for a mm-hmm. while. But I had one where I had um, uh, I had my PC in a desk that was vertical. So it was kind of in and under where I was had a keyboard. And I was like, where is this hum coming from? And so I'm changing out mic cables and changing out mics. And the minute I moved the PC, all of a sudden the hum went away. Went, Wait a minute. I put it back down. And so the vibrations of the computer went into the desk. The desk had a boom arm on it and it went right <laughs> into the microphone. So it just might be it's a long shot, but try picking up the yeah. the laptop and see if the hum goes away. Will do. Yeah, that, that another question. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I've been getting back into the game, and um, um, my podcast will have episodes both in Swedish and in English. Um, do you have any thoughts about that? What would be the best best way of playing that? I think I would be tempted to have two separate shows. One one no, all in English and one in in um Sweden, Swedish. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um uh, that's a tough one for me. Okay. What 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 what's tough? I mean, what were you planning to do then? Guess I'm to start with going to the or choosing the cheapest possible option, which now Right now, it seems to be, um, you know, Spotify's offer. Well, that's free. It's hard to beat Yeah, free. that's free. That's right. It's free. It's a nice price. Um, and um, somehow just making it clear to the audience that I hope I'll have <laughs> later on uh, that some episodes will be in English and some oh. episodes in Swedish. Yeah. and. Then I'll obviously also, um, you know, write that in the um, in the show title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Make just make it super clear, right? We do this on the Gallup channels uh, for our live channel. I do them in Spanish and Japanese and Chinese and all these different languages. Um, and, and after a while, we just made it clear, like in the title, I put what language it's going to be in, so folks know. They don't get there by mistake and they're like, oh, I thought this was going to be in English, right? But 
I would definitely in the title include the if you're going to switch back and forth, I would in the title put in Swedish or in English. Yeah. So folks can quickly see that. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that way they can just, if it comes up in their app, they're like, oh, that's not for me. Swipe left. Yeah. And, I, I might even make that the first word. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, you hate to waste that first, those first 25 characters are like the most important from a viewing standpoint. And yeah. you almost hate to, you could use the, um, you could use the two lettering, you know, the two letter code for the language. So EN and SW or that, whatever that that's is. What I, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 that'd work. Put them in parentheses and four characters, but okay. that'd be a good way to do it. Yeah. All right, great. And there is already, I hope, uh, a functional web address. Uh, can I announce it here? Oh yeah, go ahead. Okay, so uh, Sweden for Ukraine. Nice. Dot se. It's a Swedish domain. Dot se. Sweden for Ukraine. Dot se. An F-O-R for that, the four or for the number four? Uh, either either should work. Oh, okay, cool. And you said it was dot S-E? Swedish domain and S-S-E. S-E, got it. Awesome. Yeah. All right, well, good work. Anything else? I'm fine with this, thank you. And right. thanks a lot for your time, guys. Yeah, You're thanks, for, thanks, thanks for, for jumping in. in. You, sound, you sounded great. Thank yeah. you. Oh, it's good, amazing. Good, good to talk to you again. Yeah, you bet. Take it was care. really good to talk to you guys. Take care. Have a great Take weekend. Take good care. Uh, you too. Bye. Again, technology is amazing. That's Here, pretty great. That's yeah. Iconic. Yeah. Well, shoot. You could, uh, if you got an iPhone or even some of the, the newer Androids and you just put that thing in front of you and talk, it's, the, yeah. I mean, in most cases. Or even better, hold it up to your you know, talking no, no, to this, like it's a phone. That's crazy talk. That's <laughs> crazy talk. Why would you hold a phone like a phone? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Uh, but what? but Todd Cochran does that with uh, the new media show. He has new media show and then new media show video. So when you go to, you know, Apple, you'll see there's two different versions. So if you wanted the English version, you could do that. If you want the Swedish version, you could do that. Or in his case, just do both and just... Be sure to note it because that's really. I, I I was thinking about that. Like, is would that annoy me after a while that every other episode I have to delete? And I'm like, I, I don't think so. If the content's good enough, if if I have to, if it comes to a spot where one episode is English and the next three are in Swedish, I'm going to be like, eh, you know what I mean? I'm sticking around for, you know, that's where I'm like, if if it could just be separate, I'd listen to every episode. But would you run make a good run at? translating the mm. show note and the show notes translating it to the other language each time so if it's in Swedish one time then you translate it to English in the show notes and vice versa mm. do you think you'd, you'd go you'd make a run at something like that you might here's my question Jim how many transcripts have you read of podcasts <laughs> that's, that's, listen listen okay I know where no, you're I going just, with this I know where you're going because I have zero that's me but when I don't include transcripts because we do I transcripts for, on the Gallup side if I don't have them I always hear from people like where are your transcripts I want to read this thing and it's always amazing to me I always I kind of want to say prove it <laughs> that's one of those where you shouldn't respond yeah. <laughs> right away because yeah. I'm like prove to me you actually read those but they do 
and if you don't if you don't provide they'll them, let you know. know there are folks who yeah. who who want it that way nuno yeah. has a great point talking about getting rid of that noise he says i was surprised once because i was doing a coffee machine i was doing a coffee in my machine during a loudspeaker call on my phone and asked sorry for the noise and people said what noise yeah there's there's a lot of noise canceling going on in zoom meetings and things like that that's where you see where it says echo cancellation and things like that and the other one he was talking about a low hum that might be one that you know export your mp3 file uh whether using pocket cast overcast you could even throw it in a dropbox and then listen to it on earbuds and walk around the neighborhood because there are times when we're sitting here squeezing our headphones into our head going, I hear it. I hear it. And I go, yeah, but nobody listens to podcasts that way. And I know in the early days uh, of my podcast, I had a, a fan that was pretty loud in the PC. And I would like, I'd start off the show with an apology, which is just a horrible way to start off a show. Sorry about the fan noise. And then I would just obsess over it. And finally, one of my listeners like, Dave, I don't hear what you are talking about and I wish you would move on. And I was like, okay. And it dawned on me that when I was listening to the recording of the fan noise, I was in the room with the fan noise. So, you know, that was kind of silly. So we sometimes obsess over that stuff and we, we don't really have to. So. That's always uh, it's always a fun, you know, we want the best audio we can. And I always tell people, I go for listenable. I uh, On my last episode of the podcast rodeo show, I interviewed a guy managing a career, I think was the name of the show. And his, to his credit, I think he's six episodes in. And he's like, no, I want feedback now, you know. And so he's like, pick either episode four or episode two. And episode two had a better title. Uh, remind me to go back to titles uh, later, but I'm listening to episode two and he'd had, I'm going to guess an air conditioning on in the background. And he later then had a rather over aggressive noise gate, try to get the noise out of the background to the point where he would, uh, uh, it just was cutting out words and stuff. And I was like, well, on a scale from one to 10, your audio right now is about a two. I go, that's the bad news. The good news is this is really easy to fix. Turn off your air conditioner, get a little closer to the mic and sweat. You know, it's like it's we <laughs> artists, you know, suffer for their art. And I mean, I was interviewed the other night and I'm lucky enough that I have I have a Google Nest so I can turn off my air conditioning right from my phone. And I did. But by the end, <laughs> by the end of the interview, I got my lights on everything. 81 degrees in the studio. <laughs> like I can feel the sweat going down my back. Uh, but that was one where I was like, okay, your sound is distracting me from what you're saying. And that's to me, that's the threshold. Like when is, when is bad audio too bad when it's really, I'm now, I'm no longer paying attention to what you're saying. I'm only paying attention to how it's coming through the the speakers. And I was completely just distracted, like nobody's business. So I did, uh, I did bring up titles. Let me see if I still have Libsyn open in the background because last week I uh, we remember we had the the uh, person asking about we have a a person in our community that's kind of disrupting it and how do I handle this person without ruining it and so I went in and that's what I named the episode and I had um, Eric Hunley on Twitter I was like man that was a great title I clicked right on it uh, and. If I look at 
the yeah we've, we're already getting more downloads if i go down to in libsyn i have this put out as a it sounds weird but as a video even though it's already video i have a separate channel for ask the podcast coach with a fake video basically i we normally so you know youtube it's the second best way people find podcasts you know it's the best thing ever youtube you gotta love it um We've had nine listens, six, four, five. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, tools and techniques from a full-time podcaster, 15. When an obnoxious listener ruins your community, 96 listens on on YouTube. On YouTube? And I was like, that is a good title. So when I talk about titles are important, my problem, and I need to fix this, is I make up my titles at the end. When I'm tired and I want to go to bed and I run it, I, I come up with a couple. I ask, um, I use, um, oh, CoSchedule, like headliner.coschedule has this AI thing and it it kind of grades it and, you know, try to use more emotional words. And, and then you end up with a really clickbaity sounding title <laughs> that I would never say. And I'll finally come up with one, but I really should. In the same way, I was listening to... Um, Bandrew, do you listen to uh, the Bandrew Says podcast by any chance? No, no. Because he's he's all about YouTube. And he's been doing a lot of experimenting. Like, hey, everybody, leave a ton of comments. Okay, everybody on this episode, bunches of thumbs up. Hey, everybody in this one. And he's kind of finding out that the algorithm doesn't care about any of that stuff. He's trying to figure out what the algorithm is. And it's kind of like weird. And uh, But he mentioned that kind of in the, the lane of YouTube, a lot of times people make their thumbnail at the end and it's one of the most important things. And he's the mm-hmm. same thing. He's like, I just come the, at the end of it. I'm like, nah, good enough. And then he found out that. So has Mr. Obnoxious reacted to your post about him? I doubt it because it was in Reddit and Reddit is a very weird place for me because if I said I bought 12 pairs of Nike socks I would have to put, uh, I work, I am the head of podcaster education at Libsyn.com and the founder of the school of podcasting, which kind of drives me nuts. I, I just, cause I, I understand they want me to disclose, but I could be talking about if I say, like I did a thing today, somebody asked about on Spotify for podcasters, people are getting, according to this person, $14 CPM. And I said, Hey, just for the record, the advertised, you can hear it on the feed, CPM from AdvertiseCast is 25 bucks. So outside of the Spotify walled garden. So that one, I was like, obviously got to disclose. I work for Libsyn and they own that. But there are other ones when it's like, what's the best way to monetize your podcast? And I'll be like selling your own stuff. I will then get a thing that says you need to disclose that you work for Libsyn. I'm like that. I didn't. What? What? So that that's so Reddit is kind of crazy. So I I went over there this morning, but I didn't go back and look at uh, Mr. Obnoxious uh, person to see what they uh, replied to. But speaking of making money with a podcast, Jim, do you know how every podcaster thinks they're going to make money in podcasting? Um, through I don't know. Ads. I'm going to start a podcast and we're going to get ads. And, yeah. you know, some people say we can make money from day one and you can. Sponsor. Yeah. 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 So um, I, I believe this is based on this show. All right. But I mentioned uh, Switchy 
um, which is this cool link tracking thing. And I, I we mentioned a couple things on AppSumo. And somebody used my link, thank you very much, and bought a bunch of stuff at AppSumo. And then somebody bought Switchy. Long story short, in a month, I made $17.20 in affiliate commissions from, uh, in that case, uh, impact.com. Uh, $17.20. So I've seen, with my own eyes, getting CPMs for programmatic ads, which are the, hey, you can make money from day one, as low as $3.80 per thousand downloads, which is point zero zero something something. And I've seen somewhere, I've heard people talk about somewhere around 6 to $7. Um, so I said, okay, let's just do easy math, five bucks. So if... I was using programmatic ads to make $17.20. I'd have to have 3,400 downloads. And I was just like, how many podcasts do you know that had 3,400 downloads in an episode? Hence, nothing wrong with advertising. If you want to do programmatic ads, go right at it. I'm just here to say there are other ways to monetize your podcast besides advertising because I don't really want to hear another Geico ad. And you just made point zero zero one seven cents per download. Cause I remember when I, when I did the research for my book, it was a dollar 70 CPM. So I was kind of glad when I saw $3 and 80 cents, I was like, okay, but do the math on that. And you'll see that like, Oh, I have 300 downloads an episode. And then you multiply that. And that's why I just ask, okay, so is the dollar 24 you're going to make per episode. So you're going to get $6 by the end of the month is that worth annoying your audience for 60 seconds with an ad that has nothing to do with them? And only you can answer that. So, mm -hmm. but um, I just, uh, I don't know. I just, I, everywhere I see it, it's like, Oh, I'm trying to get ads. And I'm like, mm, okay, I get it. So Tim, is, that's not where I thought you were going with that. I thought you were going to use that to jump in. Oh, yes. for, <laughs> for more information about making money with your podcast, I'm, I, 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 Talked about this in my newsletter this week. I said, educators suck at marketing. We just do. Um, yes. If you want more information about uh, that that book I mentioned that I did research, profitfromyourpodcast.com, uh, the tagline, proven strategies to turn listeners into a livelihood. And if you'd like a signed copy, go to uh, profitfromyourpodcast.com slash book. Um, yes, I and should and well, not only that, but our, I thought you were going to thank our awesome supporters. Yes, and, and um, but yes, we would like to thank our awesome supporters. Yes, this podcast is brought to you by the School of We've got courses, we've got one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching, and we've got really one of the best communities I think in all of podcasting because it's spam-free. We've got a, the head of IT. We've got a, a psychologist in there. We got a bunch, you know, uh, a bunch of podcast consultants, which is kind of interesting. Um, but if you would like um, to either, you know, get your podcast going, or if you already got a podcast and you want to get it growing, schoolofpodcasting.com and uh, pod page. Oh, hey, let's uh, let's share our screen, shall we? If we go here and go to sharing, and I want to share, am I going to get a weird kaleidoscope? Can I go? Here we go. Uh, in pod page, looky here, V3 stuff. And so of course pod page now with AI, he's, he's building in SEO stuff. So where you can kind of grade your, your website on how is it doing via 
SEO. So V3 feature settings. So your newsletter RSS feed. So if you want to bring in your newsletter, so key phrases that you're trying to rank for. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So he's adding a little more, little more emphasis on the SEO part of your website. So if you want to try PodPage, uh, go over to trypodpage.com. If you want to learn PodPage, go to learnpodpage.com. And this is future Dave. The features I showed in the video because I run learnpodpage.com are only available to me so I can make some videos because they'll be rolling out in the future. And if you need more Jim Collison and hey, can you really get enough Jim Collison? Well, then go over to theaverageguy.tv and we're on the journey to 40 and I wanted to do this. Yes, we have, we have happy music. We're, we're, we're not happy to see him go, but I just wanted to thank Kyle Bondo uh, Kyle Bondo has retired his uh, support. He's got, you know, we all got situations and sometimes you do the budget and you go, you know what? But am I mad? Am I, I'm sad to see him go, of course, obviously. But Kyle's a great guy who has supported me forever. And he is the guy behind, if you're in Texas, especially, OnceTold.Cloud is his podcasting company that he's got going there. I know he did GagglePod and, of course, Merchants of Dirt, uh, which is the best name ever. So uh, thank you, Kyle, for the the years of support. We thank you. But that does mean, dear listener, that, uh, you know, maybe if you're in the chat room right now and we're answering questions and you're like, huh, I should give some of that value back. We're on the journey to 40. We were up to 36. We're back to 35. And uh, you can help by going to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And thanks to all of our awesome supporters. And uh, I do deeply appreciate that. So we do have a question from Starzology. Says, can others see my podcast download stats? Nope. And I'm not sure why. I wish we could. It'd be fun. Because I will tell you this, everybody, and when I say everybody, I mean everybody lies about their stats. My favorite is someone will hire me for one-on-one consulting and they're on Libsyn. And I'll in the thing, it'd be like, you know, what can we help with? And like, oh, I'm getting X amount of downloads an episode and I would I need help doing such and such. And I'll go into their Lipson account and I'm like, yeah, that's your monthly stats, not your episode stats. And uh, so they're not really lying. Maybe they're misreading their stats, but no, nobody can see that. And uh, monthly stats, I haven't said this in a while. Monthly stats are crap uh, because in theory, every month they should go up because when you first launch a podcast, you have four episodes. Let's say you do a weekly show and everybody, you know, listens to this and this and that. So you get your monthly stats. Now the next month you have episodes five, six, seven, and eight, but the person that finds you on week eight, if they like week eight should be going back and listening to one through seven, which means you're going to get a lot more downloads in that second month. Now, which is sad because look, I'm here to tell you, mine go up and down and up and they, it's like the stock market. But um, this is where you have to know your why. Because we real, look, I'm guilty as charged. We all get fixated on stats. But if, unless you're really, unless the goal is I'm going to start a podcast and get sponsors, downloads may not really, like I just looked at the stats for Ask the Podcast Coach for the first time in a long time. And I was like, Oh, is that where we're at? Oh, all right. You know, cause I don't, I'm not getting sponsors. I'm doing it here to 
answer podcast questions live and give free podcast consultant. And of course, the biggest bonus, hanging out with Jim Cullison every week, you know. So you have to know your why. And really only downloads come into play if you're doing, well, I don't want to say they don't count. But in terms of sponsors, if you're looking for monetization, I mean, they help in helping you figure out what's working, what's not. But no, they can't see your numbers. We wouldn't do this if it was zero, right? Like if yeah. if Ask the Podcast Coach was at zero, we'd be like, uh, well, <laughs> it, it, listen, this it's, it's not possible. We wouldn't have sponsors and it'd be at zero. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Right? That just wouldn't. Both both the sponsors that we have here find value. And so they continue to to uh, to support and to be a part of the show and to kind of be in everybody's brain uh, every Saturday. That's kind of why they do what they do. So those, those semen, you know, but the, I guess you ask yourself the question, what is the number I wouldn't podcast for? You know, cause like at some point you're thinking 50. Yeah. 25, 10, <laughs> you know, what's the number when you start like for, let's say not this one, but let's say school of podcasting. What, what, at what number do you think you say, you know, it's time to retire this thing. You ever thought of that? Have you thought of that? I never have really thought of retiring it. I've, I've, that is a show. I rarely find myself going time to make the episode. There are times mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm, I'm not, not so much. I don't want to do the episode is I'm in the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen, nervous eating because I, I want to come up with something good. And I'm like, Hmm, I've already covered that. I've already covered that. I, I have kind of slowly come to the conclusion that I'm going to allow myself to repeat myself occasionally because I'm at episode, whatever, 800. And, you have to, yeah. You have to repeat yeah. yourself. There's so, no way you can be a hundred percent original yeah. all the time. So, uh, but I haven't thought about that. The Akron podcast, I think I finally am going to kill for the, I've killed that thing five times and then be like, nah, let's try it. And then I'm like, oh yeah, there's still only 24 hours in a day. I don't have enough time to promote this. You know, so it's, I, I kind of go through that. That's really the problem is uh, podcasts are hard to have just one. And when you launch your second or seventh or ninth or whatever you're on, the launching part is easy. The RSS feed and the image and here's the description and the media host and blah, blah, blah. And there it is. It's launched. And I'm like, yep. The hard part of a podcast is not making the podcast. It's getting people to find it and listen to it and tell a friend and that whole nine yards. And that's the part that takes a ton of time. So, and now you're trying to get, you just split your, what little time you had left in two, because now you got two podcasts. And so, yeah, Tim says, I run two podcasts um, on that media host for my day job and everyone can see the stats per episode. Oh, he's on uh, Spreaker. Spreaker does that. You can see your stats. I think you can shut them off too. Well, you can I, shut I them off. Yeah. And some hosts you can say, don't show these and some, some yeah. you can't. Tom Taylor had a question. He was uh, recording in QuickTime. Can it be moved into Hindenburg? If not, at least garage. Yeah. Uh, I, if you can, I'm not super familiar with QuickTime. I use it all the time to listen to stuff. But anytime you can record in a WAV file or if I remember right, AAC on a Mac, um, that is the uh, lossless format. Now that file is going to be ginormous but it's the best sounding recording. And I always try to use the best sounding recording until that final edit. And I'm ready to export as an MP3. Cause that's the joy of the MP3. It takes that ginormous file 
compresses it down without losing too much of the audio quality. And then you throw that up to, to Libsyn. But yeah, you can, um, uh, especially in Hindenburg uh, or Audacity, you can open those up and edit them away. When I first started off, I would record an MP3 and then I would edit an MP3. And it just, in the end, I sounded like I was frying bacon in the background. It was just like, all right, welcome to the marketing musician podcast. And I'm like, and I'm like, wait, I have the same format as Adam Curry. Why does mine sound so bad? And then I found out, Oh, he records in wave keeps the, all the quality and he only mixes down to an MP3 once. Anytime yeah. I get a, even if somebody hands me an MP3 file, like that's what they have. I, the first thing I'll do is convert it to a wave and then edit that and then export it back to an MP3. Yeah. And you're, listen, you can't, MP3 is a, is a compressed audio format, right? So when you, when you're getting wave or AIFF or any of those lossless, right, you're getting all the digital content for that file, Right. When what MP3 did was cut off the top and cut off the bottom and compressed it. That was the magic of taking in the early days of MP3 was that you could now reasonably download these things across this new thing called the internet, right? The MP3 only exists because the internet came along. Yeah. So, so you, you're compressing that down. Dave, in your case, if you're taking MP3 and you're converting it to wave, it's, you're not magically getting that that data back. You're just putting it in a different format that gives that's, that's lossless, right? But you don't get any of the MP3. You don't get any additional stuff back that was compressed when it was made in MP3. Yeah. So let's just be clear, be clear about that. It doesn't, yeah. it's not like it's magically, magically restoring everything. No. You, yeah. 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 You, I mean, it's best to record in those lossless formats first, do all your editing, then compress it to whatever format you're going to use. For Thomas's question, today, most of the DAWs, most of the audio, I can't, I don't know them all, so I can't say all of them, but most of them really um, are, are, are uh, compatible across all file formats that are standard audio. If it's audio, 90% of the time, it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be WAVE or AIF or ACC. Those are all file formats that, that are really, really common. Or on the MP4 side, MP4, M4A, there's a few other, there's a few other video formats in he's, I said, so what's your extension? He's like, I have no idea. Chances are, even if you can't see it or you don't know, it's going to work just fine. If you're moving between DAWs, yeah. you're going to be fine. The difference in this would be with Audacity, native out of the gate, or at least it used to be this way. They did not support video uh, formats without an extension or without a plugin being added to Audacity. So if you wanted to take a video file, drop it into Audacity to edit the audio out of it, you lose the video at that point. But yeah. Um, and you have you, to you add a weird like plug in. plug in, yeah. FFmpeg or something like that. Yeah. I think there's some some kind of some kind of plug in. But yeah, in most cases, Thomas, just bring it into Hindenburg. You're gonna be just fine. I can't I, it, you'd have to be a really odd format for yeah. that to not work. And Hindenburg yeah. even does video now. I don't know if it it's kind of like it with Audacity, it it converts it into a audio. Listen, yeah, you absolutely want to download the best file format you yeah. can, and Wave is way better than MP3. Yeah, for for quality, right? You're going to get the max. That's why the files are so much bigger. It's yeah, because they have all the data in them. Yeah, because Nuno's asking, "Hey, I use Squadcast. 
should I download the wave or the MP3? Yeah. Wave. Wave. Sure. Although I, I, I record in wave, I edit everything. The, and then at the end, I, it's up to you. Um, the one thing I like about Hindenburg is I might have a ton of different files. And then when I export it or I save that, I forget what they call them, probably a project. Uh, it takes all the files and puts them in the folder. So everything to make that Hindenburg file is in one folder. So at the end, whatever else is in that folder, I get rid of. I'm like, okay, that, this is, you know, it's all in there. I need it and it's good to go. And I used to export. This is something I don't do anymore. I used to export as a WAV file and then export it as an MP3. That way, in case, you know, who knows, 60 well, Minutes comes calling and they want to hear it. You know, I've got a version of the MP3. And I was like, it e does give you, listen, as a data guy, yeah, it, I'm very uncomfortable with this conversation because <laughs> I keep everything, right? Yeah. And it, 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 you never know. You're like, well, maybe I made a mistake and I want to go back and re-render it so right. I can go back to the original wave or back to the original lossless, let's say that. And I can make the edits and then recompress it. We, we don't even think about this anymore, but there used to be two, there were two MP3 formats too, right? Fonhofer and... Oh, yeah. And lame. Uh, lame, lame yes. That lame was the other <laughs> one. And, and the, pr pretty much today, that's all baked in. We don't even know the difference for the most part anymore. Well, but Fonhofer, whatever the weird thing was, the patent or whatever... Is, yeah, was, it was like the trade copyright yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's it not... Uh, the time expired. Expired, expired yeah. Expired, yeah. Yeah, in in uh, on a lot of the DAWs, you can check to see what the what the encoder is because yeah. that matters. So if you're using a DAW, you should be able to go in and say, "Hey, what's the MP3 encoder for this?" Because it's going to go in. And listen, MP3 was magic. Like the what it did, the way it did it, it was so revolutionary. I remember this would have been maybe '97. I remember uh, uh, someone telling me they. I worked at a computer store at the time, and they came in. And they said, "Yeah." Uh, last night I recorded this album off of a CD, and now I'm uh, it's it's at home right now, crunching it down to an MP3 so that I can put it on these new video yeah. uh, audio players. So that would could you could only put like eight songs maybe max <laughs> on this thing, even though these were tiny little files. And I remember thinking, I mean, this were the Pentium days. This was like Pentium one, Pentium two <laughs> oh, days, geez. Pentium three, and uh, all day. All day to take a file, to take an album and crunch it down to an MP3. Today, that'd be I don't know, ten minutes, <laughs> you know, to do something on a, on a modern processor. So, M MP3, uh, like uh, podcasting has as much it needs to give as much credit to MP3 as to like anything else. Without without that, podcasting never gets off the ground. If we, if we don't have that MP3 format. Podcasting never gets off the ground. It's just too big. Audio files were too big. I remember working on podcasts, listening to streaming radio over a thing called a real player. And it was like 16, whatever that would be, megabits per second. It was horrible. But it was like, oh, cool. We can listen to the, you know. And then they'd have, I remember when streaming video came out. And literally, the streaming video was the size of a postage stamp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was like, here it is. You oh, can man. see it. I'm like, well... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Of course, we're all back then. Uh, not everybody had, you know, like, are you on dial up or do you have, do you have, oh, you have a cable modem. Ooh. Oh, that was a big deal. Yeah. I was early. I was early on that. Yeah. And even video formats have, 
you know, we we did a lot of work H.264 and some of those yeah. other formats to compress this stuff down. Today, like, I, we're not even asking. I mean, now they're like, hey, can you stream that in 4K? Oh. Right? So we're kind of beyond, we've gone beyond the compression formats. I'll be honest. We don't really need to compress audio anymore. Like, we haven't need to compress audio for like 10 years. The fact that people are taking, like Dave, your WAV file and then compressing it down to a little tiny 128 or whatever, yeah. MP3. For most of the world now, it's not it's not the cases everywhere, but for most of the world, it's actually not even necessary anymore. Yeah. It, 10 years ago, yeah, bandwidth was an issue. Today, not as much. I mean, again, not everywhere. And there's still spot people are going to be like, Jim, there's still spots. There are people in, the world. in Africa and run by exactly. Okay, that's and, true. And but, I always go, and those people aren't my target audience. You know what I mean? Right, right. So not that yeah. I don't care about them. And Tom has a uh, a great point. He's using MOV files. Yeah, it's, it's a movie format. So, so that's and a video. I'd have to, I check Hindenburg. So like uh, I would check Hindenburg to see if they support that extension for for uh, editing. Yeah, I was trying to see. Yeah, see, I just have on my Mac. I have a QuickTime player, and I'm I, I'm assuming if I am if I could, uh, I'm trying to see in QuickTime if there's a way you can say when I record, use this format. I'm sure there probably is, but I just have the the player. I don't see anything in here. It yeah. does, and Hindenburg does. It says yeah. Hindenburg just from their support. Hindenburg Pro lets you import, edit, and master the audio off of video content. Yeah. So it does support that. Uh, it does support that. And one thing we should mention, since we're talking about file formats, I've seen a correlation here. At Libsyn, if you upload an M4A because you recorded it on your phone and, you know, whatever. Um, or other reasons, M4A supports some things. That, right. But here's the thing. If you upload an M4A to Spotify, it 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 only works with MP3 files. So yeah. Libsyn has a setting. We can go in and say, if you give me an M4A, convert it to MP3 and give that MP3 file to Spotify. And that the person that does that is also the person that will send in, not that I don't love all of our customers, but that person will send in a thing going, why isn't my episode appearing in Spotify yet? And I'm like, because you sent us the wrong format and we had to convert it and it takes a second for it to get converted. And then we sent it to Spotify. So if you want to be compatible in all the apps as quickly as possible, uh, use an MP3 file. I, I go 128 stereo if you don't care about stereo, because really, I mean, I'm not even splitting me and Jim. We're, everybody's right down the middle here, aside from the music. Uh, you you kind of don't need stereo, but I do anyway, because I'm an old musician uh, you know, but if I wasn't, I'd go maybe 64 mono if I want to cut my file size in half. Um, I know some people go 96 mono. I listened hard. I mean, I squished my headphones into my head and I listened to the difference between a 64 and a 96 mono and could not hear a difference. But I have other people like, oh, you can't do a 64. And I'm like, really? Because it's the same thing as a 120. But why? Why would you do it now? Why uh, would you compress it that low? Why would you need to? I, yeah, I I don't. That's the whole yeah. thing. I mean, yeah. in 2005, we were worried about bandwidth and totally. taking too long. But now it's like, yeah. Uncle Marv brings up the point. Depending on who your host is, I know Libsyn, Blueberry. Oh, uh, true. You know, Very true. Uh, if you're doing a daily show, right, 
then yeah. now we're into a spot where I only get to upload X amount a month unless my bill goes up. That would make sense. Uh, I know Mark Marin, again, kind of in the early days, was exporting at like 46. I was like, wait, what? It's like he found the absolute, like, okay, this is as low as we can go without, uh, you know, killing stuff. So uh, killing the quality. So, but, and here's yeah, what you- we're, we're on 5G for most phones now yeah. and a lot of is four or LTE, and you know, again, I guess that could that could make a difference. But the 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 phone companies have kind of pushed us. You're you're getting home, and you're most folks are connecting to the Wi-Fi in their yeah. house. Most folks have hundred, you know, or I mean, gigabit connections are getting are, are getting super popular. So I, I I'll stop kicking that. Dead. Well, no, it's um, I always tell people, and it's funny, uh, um. I don't have my phone download podcasts until I'm on Wi-Fi. And so, you know, I wake up in the morning, all my files have already been downloaded. But if you're worried about uh, chewing up your your phone plan, you can go into almost every app and say only download on on Wi-Fi. I am not going to be able to to answer this question. We're going to have to go to the chat room for this. Unless, do you use Reaper for anything? No, I do not. Is there a great advantage of using Reaper over Audacity? So as always, because it's a podcast question, we have to answer with, it depends. Um, I know Reaper is, it has a lot of features, but Audacity's added some stuff recently that, uh, you know, they now you can have VST effects in Audacity, which used to be one of its kind of like, eh, you know. So uh, maybe the interface, I know I've tried to learn Reaper twice and it's not hard. I just looked at it and was like, Okay, here's a learning curve. And I thought about it, you know, because it's on one hand, it's kind of free. It's I think if you want to pay for it, it was 60 bucks and it was kind of on the honor system. Like, hey, if you're using this, you should probably give us money. But for me, especially now with VST effects, I'm like, there's so many tutorials on Audacity. And for the record, I'm sure there are plenty on Reaper. Uh, there, there's probably some other features. The question is, are those features you're going to use? And that's really something you have to kind of know, okay, what am I trying to do here? What, what do I need it to do? And then kind of go from there. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've mentioned already, I'm moving the school of podcasting from uh, Podia to New Zendler and New Zendler has a ton of features. And I spent yesterday watching a ton of tutorials Vinmo, Vin, Vimeo, the video service, by the way, went down for about 10 minutes yesterday because uh, I'm watching New Zendler tutorials and I was like, all right, well, I don't know what's going on with that. So I went over to heartbeat.chat, which is a thing I'm probably going to use for the community, went to watch their tutorials. Yeah, it didn't work either. And that's when I went, wait, Vimeo's having a problem. But I there's all these features in New Zendler. And that's basically what I did yesterday was, okay, I know it, it slices, it dices and juliennes. Uh, nobody in my audience wants to Julianne. We just need to slice and dice. So just because Reaper might do more, it also might be more of a learning curve. You know, I mean, Audition, Adobe Audition will do your laundry. I mean, that's an amazing piece of software, but the interface, you have to get used to swapping back and forth from kind of the uh, single file editor back to multi-track. And then, I mean, it's it's an amazing piece of software. And I would say I could make this podcast sound better if I used Audacity, or I'm sorry, Audition, 
why do we always pick words that are almost the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think this podcast sounds bad. I use Hindenburg. I love Hindenburg. So what do you use? I think you're an Audacity guy, right? Um, yes. If yeah. I'm gonna, if I need to edit the files that way, it's just it's just uh, simpler. Thank you, Uncle Marv. Uncle Marv says that the only real advantage is is that it does video. Yeah. I think if you're if you're a beginner, Audacity is probably where you want to go. If you're looking for something more advanced, uh, you could use. I think Reaper will will satisfy that need. Yeah, I'm a again. I'm a huge fan of of Hindenburg. I forget Vidyard. I think it was was a video tool that I paid a lot of money for for a year. And once I finally, because I got a guy, I got a sales guy on the phone. I had to talk to him to get a price. That is, anytime somebody wants you to call them, don't. And uh, they talked me into, I think, a year contract. It was a lot of money. And in the end, all I needed was the stuff I get from Loom for 15 bucks a month. And I think I was paying like 85 bucks a month for this thing. And it was like, ugh, I, that was, that was, and I even tried. I'm like, hey, can I get out of my contract? And they're like, uh, no. And I was like, okay. And then I finally got it to kind of do some stuff I wanted it to do. And they figured it out because I was kind of hacking the system. And they're like, hey, you you can't do that. And so don't get completely mesmerized by the new shiny stuff. I mean, that goes right back to threads. We were talking about that at the beginning. Um, Randy wants to know, have you tried any of the new road products introduced this year? Which brings us back to the road pod mic, USB. Now, for the record, I've used this well, counting this show now for about an hour. I mean, I, I had about 10 minutes into it. One of the biggest things they did was this is they gave you a giant pop filter. Now the old pod mic, I had a, a popping pee problem and um, let's please bring pizza pronto. Thank you, Bandrew. So this one without this, I don't hear it as much. But if you're like, yeah, but I want to look like Joe Rogan, they gave you, and I, from understand, you're going to be able to buy this to put on the old pod mic. And this is the USB one. And so, yeah, that sounds great. Thank you, audio listeners. And um, <laughs> again, I didn't read the manual, but I pulled it out and I plugged it in. It is, they send you a USB to USB cable. So if you're like, my computer just has USB 2, I'm kind of screwed. My uh, USB 2 to USB-C converter is showing up today, thanks to our good friends at Amazon. Uh, but I have a cable here, but that's the problem. It's like six feet long, so I can barely plug it in. But I expected, like, if I plug this, you know, this is a, an Audio-Technica ATR2100, right? If you're on a PC, hey, I'm configuring the microphone. Okay, your microphone's ready. And I can go into Zoom and say... Hey, use this microphone. No software needed. And I know Personas had a microphone that I bought that you kind of had to run the Personas software to get the mic to work. And 10 minutes of using this microphone, I plugged it in and it was the weirdest thing because I'm like, I don't, I mean, I got my head, I have my Rode headphones going into my Rode microphone. I got the microphone up on USB. And this is future Dave again. There is a volume knob on the back of the PodMic USB, and when you push it, yeah, I could hear myself perfectly fine in the headphones. It has something to do with zero latency. I didn't push the volume button because it didn't look like a button. It's a volume 
kind of you just you know swipe across it to turn your volume up. I never would have thought of pushing it, but a quick trip to the Rode website, and they're like, yeah, to hear yourself in headphones, push the volume swiper thingy. And I did, and I'm hearing myself now, and uh, it's pretty cool. So I go back to the, oh, we have this Rode something something software. So I download it. Now what's cool is because this is what I saw in London. It looks like a Rodecaster, right? I've got the Exciter, the Big Bottom. I can record multiple tracks. I've got some virtual version of a thing. So if I wanted Jim to come in on the virtual channel. So you can really do, it's a recorder. I will say I like the sound of the mic. I've got it going into the Rodecaster 2. I've got it set to the pod mic settings. So I was like, hey, I'm using a pod mic. Turn. So let's be clear for a second. When you say via USB, you're talking about not the mic going in via USB. You're talking about the roadcaster going in via USB. No, I'm talking about the the mic, the microphone. Because you're XLR right now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm XLR because I the USB part was throwing me for a loop. Because I was I was thinking I just plug it in, bling bling, road pod mic. Yeah. And and then I I thought what I saw in London was this other software and you can uh, adjust it. And I was like, okay, I thought, and again, this is all presumptions here. I thought you could make settings and then save them in the mic. Yep. Future Dave again. That's absolutely correct. You can make all your big bottom noise gate settings, save them in the mic. The next time you plug it in USB, it remembers those settings. Like I could say, turn the big bottom on, turn this on, adjust this and that, throw it in the mic and then plug it in. And those settings would be in the mic. Oh no. You know, you've got basically a roadcaster here, and then over here you've got, you know, your sound pads, and then here, then this is where, yeah, recording view. So this is where when I go here, anything I've recorded, I can, you know, come in here and play and export in that whole nine yards. So it's it's pretty slick. I like the sound of the mic. You know, for it's two hundred bucks. That's the the thing. So for two hundred bucks, it's not terrible. It's not no, terrible. and yes, I can label those sound pads. Because I have, I now have, uh, if I go over here, I have new patron. So if we need, you know, yay. And then we have, you know, goodbye to old patron, which is the the happy but kind of setty you off to the sunset kind of. Uh, and those are labeled now. I also have DLR Woo. Woo! So, Woo! you know, because everybody needs a little David Lee Roth in your life. So <laughs> DLR. But uh, yeah. Love it. Well, you know, it's we're Americans. Anytime you have three words, you have to abbreviate it. It's in the manual. You, you Paps Blue Ribbon, Kentucky Fried Chicken, everything is just three letters now. Right. Because right. if it's more than three letters, we just can't take it. So, uh, but we're any, not going to take it full circle, but we're not going to take, take it. it. No, we're not going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Which also kind of looked like poison, right? Guys in makeup. Yeah. Uh, nice callback. Is that my Twisted friend. Sister? Yeah, it was Twisted Sister. Is that D- Twisted Sister? Yeah. yeah. D. Snyder. D- big D. Big Snyder. D. Snyder fan. I could never take the sound of Twisted Sister guitars. It always sounded like it was recorded in the basement. But anyway, Probably speak, speaking of things that are recorded in the basement, uh, Jim, what's coming up on, on Home Gadget Geeks? <laughs> Gavin Campbell from HomeTech.fm is on. We talk all things uh, home assistant and home automation. We even talked about some sensors you can put in your lawn or your garden to, to check the moisture level so you know when to water them. I and if you had a home automation watering manifold, it could turn on the manifold and start watering your lawn for you when it gets dry. So 
We have a great conversation around it, and uh, it's going to be available. Actually, it's available right now, homegadgetgeeks.com. And on the School of Podcasting, it just dawned on me. I talked about most of the stuff today, what I'm going to talk about on the School of Podcasting, the, impor- okay. the importance of feedback. We're going to talk about the. I'm going to beat this thing a little more, the uh, Rode Pod mic, and make sure it's not operator error. Uh, and so we'll talk about that and uh, a couple other things that are, are going on in the land of podcasting. And, of course, we're here every Saturday at 10.30 Eastern Eastern Standard Time. The only podcast giving live podcast advice at 10.30 Eastern. There you go. So we're... On Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday. On Saturday, even better. Yeah. So if you're looking (laughs) for... for We're the number one. We're the number one one show. (laughs) So thanks so much. If you're watching the video, you know the drill. Like, subscribe, ring the bell. And uh, we will see you next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach.